Welcome back to For the Elevate, a lifestyle podcast where I talk to everyday people about life and lessons learned while inspiring you to do things just for the hell of it. I'm your host, Ellie Topinka. Today, I am talking to my dear friend, Jen Johnston, about her experience with divorce and starting to date again in her 30s. It is a great and honest conversation that I think we can all learn something from. So without further ado, let's get into it. Jenna, thank you so much for doing this. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I literally texted yes. you what yesterday? Yeah, <laughs> Sunday night. Sunday, yep. yeah, or Monday night. Monday yeah. night. Yeah, yep. very short notice, but I appreciate you. Um, of course, Jen and I have been friends for l- literally mm-hmm. my entire life. I don't even. I think you are my yeah. oldest friend. I would say, so we moved in 93. Yeah. So you were, I was three, three years old. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just a little whippersnapper. Like, I mean, basically yes. my whole life, I remember like you've always been there and yes. yeah. Yep. So she's been through every stage of life with me. Um, and I am just so thankful for your friendship first and foremost. Um, Same girl. but today we are going to be discussing divorce and dating after divorce. Um, and before we jump into that though, I would love for you to share a little bit about yourself for anyone that doesn't know you. Sure. Yeah. So I am 35 years old. I had to and when I was thinking about it, I was like, wait, how old am I? Oh my gosh. So, I do that every day. Yeah. Every time someone asks me now, I'm like, um, do the I... easy math. I was born in 90. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, nice. You had said like so, in one of your podcasts about like after you turned 30, like oh. everything shifted. So like at this point, I don't, I'm in my thirties. That's yeah. really all I know. <laughs> exactly. So I yep. am 35. I live in Grand Rapids um, and I work for a mortgage lender downtown Grand Rapids during the day I like to say and then I have a little side hustle in the evenings and weekends I'm a crafting guru yeah you are yes um I am a diehard Spartan through and through and I'm just you know navigating this thing called life one day at a time so yeah girl go green by the way hopefully right I am really this last that first game was was not what I wanted it to be in the beginning it was not it was not how Jordan feel you know he was he was on edge a little but then you know as as the game went on he was like okay this is this is not as bad this is getting better so hopefully we're gonna have a good season only only time will tell so yeah we (laughs) we definitely have worked to do um well it was funny too because that first game they played central which jordan is a central alumni and so he's cheering for state but he also was like dang central's really holding their own and i was like okay who are you cheering for here wait a second yeah it was funny so anyways so we are going to be talking about marriage and divorce and then in kind of your experience with that and now, you know, dating afterwards. So I think first and foremost, we just kind of need to explain your story a little bit. So sure. feel free to kind of share in whatever order makes the most sense for you. And I might, yeah. I may interject and ask some questions along the way. <laughs> Perfect. So I got married in January of 2017. Um, You know me. I love the sunshine. It was 60 degrees (laughs) in West Michigan. (laughs) It was wild. It It was was 
crazy, but um, it, you know, we grow up planning the wedding of our dreams, surrounding by all our favorite people. And I still, to this day, will tell you, I would not change a single thing about my wedding day. Um, it was, it was great. So I, uh, yeah, so I got married um, and we lived in Grand Rapids. Um, I, so backtrack just a little about me. I went to Hope College and Hope College is a Christian reform liberal arts college where like by your senior year, ring before spring was a thing. <laughs> so like, yep. There was this pressure of like, great that you got a bachelor's in whatever, but what's next? Like, when are you getting married? And I think that pressure um, it is still a thing in real life. And oh, I yeah. was like, oh my God, what what am I going to do with my life? Um, and I, I was definitely more like career driven than like, I got to find a husband, but I also was like, still felt like that pressure of like, okay, it's time to start my life and figure it out. And so getting married at 28, I was like, shoot, I am behind. Like, yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? I am behind. But really looking back, um, I think, it, it was just like the right time for me and it, it worked. Um, so I got married. Um, I knew as most people know, when you get married, it comes with really good times and some not so good times and it's hard and it's a choice. And that's kind of the biggest thing that I've learned over time is that it's a choice and we're presented with, some struggles and it's you know how do you get through those struggles and kind of at a point in my marriage about a year and a half into it we were facing things that I wasn't really sure I knew how to get through um I grew up with the most amazing role models my parents have been married 37 years I have a strong strong loving support system and all I knew was like marriage is easy look at my parents you know right <laughs> like, right there's no problems there's you just figure it out and it was really hard for me when I started going through things to kind of figure out how do I move forward and how do I address those issues um I am a fixer by nature, so I want to just say, okay, I'll figure it out. I'll fix it. Right. I, I, I There isn't an issue, right? Um, yeah. But I couldn't, it got to the point that I could not fix it. I went down this path of I am failing, and that is probably the hardest thing to grasp when you're trying to make something work that maybe isn't going to work. Right. It's kind of like you, you feel like, again, you're feeling a, a pressure, <laughs> not that it's being, yes. put, it's being put on by anyone specifically, but you're feeling this pressure that like, if we don't succeed at this, we failed. And that's just, I, I maybe it's just a societal pressure. Um, but it's like, 
you know, not everything is made to last, unfortunately, right. you know, and, right. and like you said, not everything can be fixed. I do think that a lot of things can be made better. Um, but ultimately if it's not better for everyone involved and, and your, your quote unquote quality of life really is mm-hmm. not, is not healthy or sustainable, then like, that's, that's okay. And I, I, and it's just, it's so sad to me that, um, you know, people look like I, I have a very, for me, um, and I don't think anyone would, my, my mom wouldn't mind me sharing this. I mean, people yeah. know I have a half sister. So I yeah. always like, you know, go into a mindset of, you know, when I hear of divorce or friends that are getting divorced or whatever, and, you know, people, some people have this mindset of, the world is ending and nothing will ever be good again. And, and it's what makes me sad about that is that if my mom hadn't gotten divorced, I wouldn't be here. (laughs) Like if (laughs) if my mom would have stuck it out in her first marriage, um, for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, or, or chose to do that because of, you know, pressures or what, whatever, then I, my sister and I would not, be here and I wouldn't have my dad, you know? So I have that, that mindset. Um, and so I just like encourage people to kind of like realize that, yes, it is, you know, obviously we want marriage to last. (laughs) We want, you know, right. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes when it doesn't happen, it doesn't mean that good things won't come afterwards. So for sure. And I think, so I, started to go through struggles and we, so we had done premarital counseling before we got married Mm -hmm. and regardless of your religious affiliation or beliefs, I highly recommend it to anyone because it just is another sounding board to kind of, you know, like you're starting a new life with a new person and you need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so we went back um, and did some post-marital counseling, I guess you'd call it, yeah, to kind of just figure out what we were going to do and how we were going to move forward. And was it something we could make work or was it going to be healthier to not be together? And it, it was hard. It was really hard to talk out loud to someone else about my internal struggles, our marital struggles. Um, I was really in a deep, dark place that I hope to God I never, ever have to go back to, but I had lost my purpose. I had lost who I was, and I wasn't sure I could get out of that, and I didn't know how to get out of that, and... I realized talking about it was going to only help me. Right. Um, We, I feel like we don't talk about hard things. We are (laughs) not wired to talk about hard things. And we should, because I've learned, and I'll get into this later. I've learned through this process that there's a lot of people who actually understand how I was feeling. Right. And maybe it wasn't going through a divorce and, you know, maybe it was like a loss of a friend or a family member or a job, but like my feelings were valid and 
I needed to be okay talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, I think that we very much, um, as humans want to put forth, it's kind of like, I talked a little bit in my last week's episode about like perfection is like, we want to put forth like our best foot and be like, everything's fine. Everything's great. Everything is perfect. And it's like, part of that is self, you know, preservation. We're trying to make ourselves feel better and to hold ourselves together. But also some of that is like, not wanting to look like you have failed or look weak or whatever, but ultimately all that you're doing is hurting yourself and others around you by not being honest, you know, because like you said, there's lots of people that have, that feel the same way that you felt that you may not have known if you hadn't opened up to them about, you know, their, your own struggles so that they then feel open to then discuss theirs. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's a hard thing. It is a hard pill to swallow, but I knew that I was not in a healthy place personally. And so I couldn't give myself to someone. And I had a stepdaughter also, so I had a family. Um, I couldn't give 100% to the people that needed me to be there if we couldn't address the things that we needed to address, really. I mean, it... right. It kind of came down to like, and I, I say this um, because I, I feel like that's where I was at, is that I had to make a selfish choice and walk away to save myself. And that was really hard for me. I remember all the feelings of failure and giving up, um, but I remember having a conversation with my mom that like you didn't fail you just put yourself first and yeah it's okay to do that right you you have to in certain situations and there's people in my life that will never understand it but I realized over time that they didn't have to understand it. They right. just needed to support my decision. Right. It's not, it's not their life. It's your life. Yes. <laughs> so <Right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. For sure. So since, um, so when remind me what year you guys actually got divorced? Yes. Okay. So I, um, got divorced in January of 2020. Okay. And I will say to you that COVID shut down was the best thing for me and I will people will argue with me all the time like it was the worst but I shutting the world down during the time that I needed to regroup and yeah refocus I needed to be alone and I think that really helped me on my journey to where I'm at now um it of course we all lived through COVID and we were like, holy cow, what just happened? Right. I was needing to be alone. I was, I, I, there were really hard days that I struggled to get out of bed. I struggled to function. Um, I know you talk about it sometimes about like being a mom when you wear your sweats all day but yeah it was the same type of feeling like I was not productive I was 
in a dark place of failure and not really understanding who I was. Like I had made a choice to leave my marriage to better myself, but then it was like, well, now what? Right. How do I do that? (laughs) What do I do? How do I do this? And I mean, like life doesn't have a manual, right? Right. I didn't know how to get divorced, but I figured it out. So then what does it look like moving forward? And I had to just like refocus. And I would say shutting the world down only benefited my journey. Yeah. So like, which is crazy, but it is crazy, but it kind of, I mean, it does make sense that like when you really need to kind of, um, it, you got rid of (laughs) whether it wasn't on purpose, but all of your distractions of the world, because the world also shut down. And so you had to, you had no other choice. So like through that time, how were, and I'm just kind of curious, like, Mm-hmm. obviously you did a, you've done a ton of self-work over the last few years in this regard and working on yourself and stuff, but how have your friends and family kind of supported you and how, what were things that were really helpful for you and maybe some things that you found not so helpful and not, and not to call people out. But the reason I'm yeah. asking is that I think if someone's listening to this and they have a friend or a family member who is going through divorce or a, you know, a really serious breakup or whatever it is, um, that they kind of have some, you know, tips or a little bit of guide guidance on how to sure. maybe handle that. Because I think for me, I, sometimes worry like, okay, I don't want to reach out to Jen and be like, how are you doing? What's going on? You know, cause I don't want to keep bringing things up if you don't want to think about sure. it. Um, so I guess what were some of the things that your friends and family did that were helpful or maybe not so helpful? <laughs> yeah. So, well, for sure. So yeah. <laughs> I would say I have always been blessed with a solid support system and through this journey learned that those people really do show up for me. And so I needed to learn to lean on them when I needed them. And um, I would say if you or someone you know is going through this, just be gentle, be careful in your words, but also just be present. Sometimes, um, I didn't want to talk about it. I wanted to, I wanted to go to the next concert and I wanted to have a good night out and I didn't want to talk about it. And there were other days that I probably some of my friends and family were like, Oh, okay. She is fired up and she wants to talk about it. Um, But you know, you just, you just have to let your yourself or your person, whoever's going through it, really um, dictate the conversation, so to say. Don't, um, there were times where I would talk to someone and I felt like all they were doing was trying to give me an answer. And I didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily need an answer. I just needed someone to listen. I needed someone to, they didn't have to understand what I was feeling. I really just needed someone to listen. I, um, I am so bad at this. This is, <laughs> this, this is something Same. and I, yeah, like I am also a fixer. Like 
I come from a place of never wanting my friends or family or community to be uncomfortable, sad, or anything. So I'm like, okay, let me fix this for you. And I have been working on it. It's an, (laughs) it is an ongoing lesson that I am trying to learn. Um, and I have like my friend Tiffany, who I hope to have on and, you know, um, her and I have talked about this and we kind of have a very good understanding. We have very good communication, her and I, but Mm -hmm. she, (laughs) she has said to me in the past, I just need you to listen. I don't need you to fix this. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, and, and sometimes I need someone to say that to me. And so it's good for you. It's good for me to hear that you were like, okay, I need, I just need this. Like, please don't give me advice. Don't, don't try and fix this. I don't need you to be on my side. I, I just need you to listen <laughs> and I just need 100%. to get it off, get it off my chest. So I think right. if you, if you're also a fixer, maybe just having that very open communication with your people to be like, do you need me to fix this? Or do you want me just to listen is a really right. good place to start. Like, how can I help what yeah. you need? And exactly. And my story is different, right? My story is different than someone else's story and the way they're going through. And so we have to be careful in how we, you know, how we become that helpful person for someone because we tend to gravitate to what we know, right? right? We, well, I can understand where you're coming from. Well, maybe you actually can't. And and it was really hard for me. And this is nothing against any of the people that ever said this to me, but it was hard for me when someone would say, well, it's a good thing you didn't have any kids together or it didn't last that long. Like, like (laughs) the things like that. And I'm like, you're right. You're yeah. right. It, it could have been worse. Um, but that but... doesn't negate how hard it was. <laughs> like, right. yeah, right. like just because it could have been worse doesn't mean it wasn't hard. <laughs> like, hard. Right. Yeah. And, and I, there were, I appreciate that and I understand where they're coming from. But I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, but, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted kids and I kind of wanted a family and mm-hmm. I wanted to stay married forever. And, it's actually pretty damn hard regardless. Yeah, yeah so exactly. I would say just listen, just be a sounding board for someone. And, and if you're going through something like this, a loss of a marriage or a friend or just anything in life, like don't forget that like you're still on a journey. You're, this isn't the end, right? right. Like, keep going and talk about it and it's probably going to be okay. It just may take some time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, I'm curious, have you found it hard? Um, cause I'm sure there were, you know, friends that you had with your ex-husband that you, did you feel like you lost those relationships and, or, um, have you found it hard to like maintain friendships with married friends now that you're single? Because I have, I have some single friends who it's like, it's never on purpose. And I have zero issue with people being, you know, third wheel, fifth wheel, whatever it may be in a group setting. But is that uncomfortable for you or, 
or is that something you're okay with? Like, I, I just never want that, yeah. that single friend to feel like left out number one, but also don't want them to feel weird hanging out with a bunch of married people. Like that's right, not, like, right. maybe that's not what they want to be doing. Right. So from right. your experience or your opinion, how do you kind of feel on that front? Sure. So I, there are a few people that are still friends of mine that were either mutual or I met through my ex-husband and I love their friendship and I'm so glad that they stuck around and I never wanted anyone to feel like they had to choose sides. Um, I just kind of let it naturally happen. And there are yeah. some people that are still around and that's great. Um, at first, right after my divorce, I hated being around <laughs> yeah. married people and families and that's honest. I mean that's all the things. Yeah. I, but I did I, I did. I still would do the things. Um you know this about me. I don't stop. I'm always doing yeah. something. Always. And people will tell me like, Oh my god, you're you're always doing something. You're so busy. And I say to them, you're right. I am because I have to stay busy. If I don't stay busy, I will go down to that dark hole that I was once in that I don't ever want to be in that place again. And so I've I've really made a promise to myself to just keep going, just keep doing the things. And yep, there are days where I'm like, why did I say I would do these things? Why did I book myself literally every hour of the day? But that's something I've learned about myself that I just, I just have to be busy. I have to do all the things. um, And that's just put me in a better spot. And so I still, um, would go hang out with my married friends and totally third, fifth, ninth wheel, whatever it was. (laughs) Um, And it was fine. I mean, I feel like I had some friends that were like very um, accommodating and they didn't have to be, but they were. And I appreciate that um, and respect that a lot. And so now I would say I... I love it. Like, I, yeah. I don't care. If you're married, you got kids, like, br- bring everyone. Yeah. Do, let's do all the things. And that's okay. Like, yeah. But, but I, it took me a while to get to that point. Yeah. Because... That makes, yeah, that makes sense. So now, you know, that it's been a few years and, um, you know, you're, you're kind of in a better place mentally and emotionally. What has it been like getting back into dating? after you've been yep. married <laughs> so like what's you know well obviously I mean there's a few things that in your now in your 30s you got married in your 20s now you're in your 30s yep. you're you were married now you're divorced you know all of these things so what has been hard what's been different um kind of anything I guess yeah sure so uh if anyone tells you dating as an adult is fun they are crazy <laughs> it is it is awful but I feel like you have to just like take the good with the bad and all the things and um so I will tell you that I've learned that 
I started dating um, probably six to eight months after my divorce, just like feeling, and I don't, I would say dating loosely, like yeah, as a term, like I was, I was putting myself out there again, right? right? Like I, but what I learned is I really wasn't ready. I didn't give myself the time to heal. And I just was like, okay, what's next? Like, yeah, we go. very I'm... much your personality. You're like, okay, what right. are we doing? What do we, what, what, so, what do I got to do next? <laughs> yes. So through the last couple of years and through a lot of um, healing and taking time for myself, um, I, I've really focused on what's best, what's best for me and, you know, figuring out who I am as a person because, as an adult dating in your thirties, or, I mean, like you talked with Kels, making friends as you get older, um, we all have baggage. We all have something, right? We all have walls and boundaries and battle scars. And whether it be a ex spouse, you have kids with, so everyone had, something and right. it's at some point you have to figure out what you can take on but also stay true to who you are right so right. in my fixing mindset we'll <laughs> say I was like oh this guy is nice uh, but he has a lot of red flags but that's okay I'll just not worry about those right now well <laughs> Red flags are red flags <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> and I wasn't really listening to those. And then I would end up um, saying like, yep, okay, well, knew that was going to happen. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. That's really what it was. And then the other thing that I learned is that with that baggage, we have, um, th- there were things that triggered me that someone might do that reminded me of a previous relationship that I struggled with. Mm-hmm. And, and I was almost blaming the new person for the old person's Trauma. problems. <laughs> Tra- yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not fair to anyone. Right. So it, it's just, it's interesting. It's, um, do you find it's yourself, <laughs> do you, yeah, do you find yourself being, and I'm just genuinely curious, do you find yourself being pickier, pickier now or more open-minded now since you've been married and now divorced? Sure. So I would tell you, I started very open-minded when okay. I began dating after my divorce, uh, very <laughs> Yeah, almost to a fault, but that's okay. <laughs> Again, the um, red because, flag. She's like, you know right. what? It's fine. I'll it's we'll look fine. past that for now. Yeah, but then it was like we're going on dates to things I don't even like. So why? Like, right? I, I don't. No one's forcing me to be with this person. <laughs> and you know, I went on a couple first dates and was like, oh God, no. Like, yeah. It's okay though, but like that's healthy. It's okay. Like that doesn't have to be my person. And it's funny. I have one of my very good friends now. 
is someone I went on a first date with and we sat down for dinner and we're like, oh, we're going to be the best of friends. We, <laughs> this is not a romantic thing by any means. We are going to be the best of friends and we are. And he has since gotten married and she's Aww. great. And I remember meeting her and being like, oh yeah yeah that's your person yeah like that makes sense (laughs) yep I definitely I was not and that's okay um so yeah I mean I would say it's not easy but you have to be ready you have to really soul search because I sometimes feel like I got a second chance and so I'm not about to screw it up again yeah well, or at and, least I hope. <laughs> well, and I, again, though, I think the thing that is really beautiful about divorce or a breakup or, a, you know, just in general, you're going to be learning lessons. So you, yes. you learned huge things from that situation and that relationship. And like you said, you don't regret it, you know? And I think that's like, that's a really beautiful thing is that's a very healthy mindset. You know, you're like, okay, I can see it for what it was. I can see the good and I can also see the bad. And I have learned something from it that I'm going to take forward into my next relationship. Like I, or just in general, you know, I just think that's, yeah, that's a really good lesson that we can all learn that it's just because something ends up not being what you thought it was, doesn't mean that it was a mistake you know? And so just in general, I hope people, you know, have very open minds and are just willing to take the good and the bad because to be honest, that's also what marriage is (laughs) like that is right. You know, like that is not, that is not far off from what marriage is in general. You know, you're going to learn lessons along the way too. So it makes sense that you're going to learn something from the end of a marriage as well. But, um, as far as dating goes, um, are you, are you currently dating? Is that, is that too much to ask on the spot? Jenny J? Can we, can we am I making can you we sweat go to right now? Two for, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll answer that question at another time. Okay. Well, I appreciate you know, I'm, your I'm, honesty. That is totally fine. Yeah, I am well, working on me and good things may come of that. No, I no. I think that's, I think that's, sure. and honestly, yeah. that's, I tell so many people this, that, and like people, you know, if they come to me for relationship advice or whatever, which I'm like, y'all, I am not a relationship expert by any means. I got my own demons, but I, <laughs> I think that, like you said in the very beginning, if you don't love and know yourself, you are going to very much struggle having a good and honest relationship. So I think it's very, very admirable that you are saying to yourself right now, like I'm, I'm just taking time for me and I'm figuring out my own things. And, and I think that a lot of times the people that aren't willing to do that struggle the longest because they don't ever put in that work. And so they're not, right. they're, they're never putting out the, the vibes of like, I'm ready because they're, you know, you're, so I think naturally it ends up happening almost always like after you've put in the work for yourself is when you're going to find 
that person, you know? And it's like, it's usually when you're not looking, which is annoying for a lot of people to hear, but it's like, but it's it's so true. And we have to focus on ourselves to allow ourselves to really flourish in a relationship. I mean, I remember feeling so helpless and so unhappy and feeling like if I'm not giving a hundred percent to someone, why should I expect a hundred percent, you know? And girl, say that again. That's some some preaching moments right there. I need to get that tattooed on my arm. (laughs) So I, um, I have kind of refocused my mindset on surrounding myself with people that don't necessarily define my happiness, but balance it, I guess, if that makes sense. You know, like, yeah, if I can be genuinely who I am around someone and they want to be around me, then that's a win in my book. Like, we, I remember struggling with I'm not this. I'm not that. I am was so hard on myself. And then I finally one day was like, well, wait a second. But I am these things. And that is just as good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't need to sit and compare myself to someone else because I have other things that make me who I am. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Preach. Well, I'm very proud of you. And well, thank you. I just love you dearly. So um, do you have any other advice for anyone kind of going through this? Or is there anything that we didn't cover that you would like to say? I mean, yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I would tell someone is it is okay to not be okay. Let yourself heal. Let yourself have bad days and let it naturally progress into something that is going to benefit you in the end. I struggled because I didn't give myself the time and space to heal until the last probably 12 months. And that has really opened my eyes to being happier, I guess. Um, Yeah. Because I... Because you're no longer carrying, yeah, you're not carrying that pain anymore. What it's like if you're just, if you're just kind of having it lay underneath and you're never fully addressing it, you're carrying it through every experience, through every new relationship, whether you realize it or not, (laughs) you know, like exactly, you you gotta address it at some point. (laughs) Right. And don't be afraid to address it. Um, You know, it, it is not going to figure itself out overnight it takes time and i am by no means an expert in (laughs) post-divorce life but i'm figuring it out every day and that's what's been important to me i might not know how to do it but i'm doing it yep yep yeah you are girl (laughs) so every day yep every day. I appreciate your honesty and your vulnerability in sharing all of this. I think it's a really good thing for me to hear. I hope it's really helpful for other people to hear, whether 
they're going through something like what you went through or they know someone who is, I think it's helpful to hear that perspective and have a better grasp and understanding of it and what they may or may not be going through. So I am very thankful. Um, So my final, of course, uh, my final question that I ask everyone and I can't wait to hear what you say. I say that I say that about everyone, but I'm really interested in what you're going to say. Um, if you could do anything just for the hell of it, what would it be? And you're going to just know. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh God. I can't. This there are so many time. ways that this could go. I just don't even. Anyone. <laughs> if I could do anything just for the hell of it, I would take my boots down to Nashville, Tennessee, and I would perform on stage (laughs) downtown. I knew it was going to be something about dancing. I just didn't know what direction we were going. (laughs) Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. I would, I, you know, just hop up on stage in one of the bars down on Broadway and I I can't sing or shit, but (laughs) But hey, I we can. can it. Yeah, I was gonna say you can do a two-step like nobody's business. Well, I was just exactly. gonna. I was just gonna say this feels very obtainable. Like this feels like something that we could easily do within the year. Honestly, it's probably scary how obtainable it is. <laughs> just you know, so... all we're gonna do is book a trip for a weekend. Just do a right. quick, quick jump down there. I well, this is add this to your bucket list because this shit's happening so (laughs) i don't know how it's happening or when it's happening but it's gonna but it's happening yes right oh my gosh i love that so much love that for you i'll be the one videotaping from the crowd i Um, I would expect nothing less (laughs) i mean i may jump up there i don't have boots but i would jump up there with you if i had to we'll get you some okay (laughs) perfect Well, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And I hope to see you soon. Let's go to a Michigan State game. Sparty on. Sparty on. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story in a safe space. I hope it touches someone. Yes, I think it will. I really do. I am very appreciative and I love you dearly, friend. Love you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Talk soon. Bye. I could not be more proud to know and love her. I really appreciated Jen's vulnerability, humility, and honesty about her experiences around marriage, divorce, and now dating. It is not an easy thing to discuss, and no one wants it to happen. But hearing Jen's story shed so much light on this topic for me. And if you know someone who would benefit from this conversation, please share it with them. If you're not already, be sure to follow For the Elevate on Instagram and be sure to rate and review the show on whatever platform you listen so we can continue to grow this beautiful community. Well, that is all I got this week. So as always, thank you for being here, friends. I will see you next week.